Welcome to CrossFit Whittier's podcast, Effort, Empower, Evolve, where you will hear about who we are, what we do, and how we do it. This is a place where you can come to learn about nutrition, mindset, fitness, and strategies that will elevate your life. Welcome back to CrossFit Whittier's podcast. I'm Bono, and with me I have Yvette and Irma. We have a special episode for you guys today. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. So, Yvette, what's this all about? I'm super excited about this episode. Um, I think this one's very special, unique, and absolutely necessary um, in the current climate of the world, our community here in Whittier, as well as our, our CrossFit community. Uh, I'm excited to introduce you guys to someone who's extremely special to me that I've had the pleasure of knowing for about two years now. And, um, you know, as a coach member um, relationship and also um, as a friend, um, somebody that I look up to and value very greatly and I think um, is a pillar in our community and just are um, an example of love, respect, um, compassion, and uh, models this in relationships here in the gym. So I'm excited um, to get a little bit more um, intimate with Irma here, who um, can tell you a little bit more of her background and why we asked her to be on uh, this episode. We're going to be talking all things mental health and kind of see, we have some ideas, but see where the conversation goes. Stick with us. I think there's going to be a great sense of um, understanding I hope we get from this episode um, and maybe some encouragement um, around mental health. So welcome, Irma. Thank you for having me. You want to tell us a little bit more about what you do? Yes. Um, so I am, first of all, a CrossFit member, and I'm going on my third year, and personally have seen the benefits of uh, just exercise in general on my mental health and how I handle stress and just life experiences in general. And I also am a therapist and work with a lot of different individuals with different needs, um, diagnosed with depression, anxiety, and um, PTSD for the most part. Um, And I do incorporate a lot of uh, consideration in terms of how their relationship with their body is is, um, so important for them to know and to also take into so many different factors and take account into how important they are to consider when it comes to mental health. One of the biggest ones is exercise, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Awesome. Um, I think we should get started just by talking um, a little bit about the, um, I'm looking here at your notes, your protective factors that contribute contribute to overall mental health um, and help a person to be resilient when they face challenges. So I thought that'd be a great place for us to get started. Yes. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit more about, um, I, we were just having a conversation before this and about the factors that are in our control, out of our control, and how these align like with our experience in the gym. Mm-hmm. Okay, so growing up, we might remember we were shown throughout school the food pyramid, and it says, you know, if you eat these amount of servings in these categories, you'll achieve um, generally a good health. So when we think of mental health, we think of six major components, six factors, self-esteem, coping skills, sense of purpose, 
healthy thinking, social support, that feel of community, not being alone or feeling alone, um, and that feeling of love and friendship of, of community again. This is where we see the oxytocin of um, the love hormone, and um, we can achieve that here at the gym by seeing a, a friend or being greeted at the door. Um, Stephen and I have talked about that recently, like mm-hmm. the way it feels to come in here and be greeted by someone. Um, and then the sixth most important um, that we're going to talk about today is physical health. So I define it more of like what kind of movement brings you joy because exercise can be different for everyone. Um, some people enjoy running, some people enjoy lifting, others enjoy yoga or any kind of movement that brings you joy can really help in enhance that physical experience for someone and tie back into their mental health. What? Let's talk about what happens when we work out, right? We talk about all these um, changes in our body what are what are they called there's dopamine there's serotonin there's endorphins um so we can definitely you know consider those in in the workout like what do they look like so when we think of dopamine it's that reward chemical that kicks in what happens when we're done with a wad right we or or someone who's struggling at the end right we're cheering for them and when they're done it's that feeling we get when we think of um in general serotonin, right? I, I was just sharing before this with Yvette that there was an article that showed uh, that they captured an image of someone's face right before they started their workout as they entered the gym and then they took a picture after, a before and after, and it was so different. I don't know if you want yeah. to chime in on that. I love that. I actually want to look into it myself. Um, so I'll, I'll just give the coach's point of view in the class. Um, okay, so Members come in and generally speaking, they've either either come from home, if it's a morning class, maybe they've um, you know just got out of bed. I have some people coming in off of a shift, a nursing shift at the hospital uh, where they've been in the ER you know, for 12 hours. Uh, people who are coming in from a 10 hour workday, a commute. So I, I, I find it really interesting. So sometimes I know where they've come from and I, I have a general idea because I know this person. Uh, and I'm always, you know, interested in how they're doing. So I will generally ask, you know, as a starter point, how are you doing? How's your day? How was your morning? And um, some people are, you know, oh, I was good or I was okay or I'm not doing too well, but very brief. I almost sense sometimes like reluctancy, like I want to maybe share. I'm just not in this space. Like I just, I can't yet. And um, one of the things I find really interesting is the movement. So after the workout happens, after the sweat, after the challenge, after the success, um, that person kind of comes back and will say their body language, like even the position of the way they're standing, their, their facial expression, the relaxation over their face, um, their face is like brighter. Um, there's blood flowing throughout the body. They're sweating. Um, they are walking even differently. I mean, the whole, like, it's like a physiological change that I observe. And then when, they, when I go to talk to them in, in those settings, their, their, their response to me is noticeably different. Um, and they're usually, like, they want a fist bump, and now they're making eye contact. And now they're like, oh, you know, sorry, when I came in, I was feeling this. Or, oh, I feel so much better. You have no idea how much I needed that. Uh, and I believe them. I'm like, I, you probably really did need that, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, that has been something that's made me even more just intrigued by the physiological response we get, what happens in our mind um, when we work out. 
and particularly like just CrossFit. Um, but I love what you said, going back to what you said just a few minutes ago, um, whatever movement makes you feel good. And I think that's really important too that people are listening. Most of you are probably involved in a CrossFit community. And if you're someone listening with that person and you're not in CrossFit, that you also know that we endorse and love hearing about movement in general. And uh, I believe that movement is, is medicine and that, um, you know, in some of your notes you wrote about hiking and gardening and dancing. And I thought, it doesn't really matter like what the movement is. It's just the movement that gives us these responses. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of us. I'll say us, but we will often stop in the middle of a workout just to dance to your to your jams. <laughs> yeah. And we're still moving, right. you know, and, and that's what's important. Yeah, you dancing know, is encouraged. We <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Highly yeah. recommended. Yeah. Um, yeah, and even endorphins, right, when we talk about that, that feel good at the end is, you know, even mirrors the effects of morphine. Like we can we can feel that sense of sometimes people can come in with a headache and leave here feeling like oh I don't have a headache anymore or I wasn't feeling the pain or the weight anymore mm -hmm. after I left you know yeah. that's why it's important to kind of consider like how you're feeling before and after so yeah I love that I love what you wrote too about it even like actually changing our perception of pain mm -hmm. um, I have definitely heard people say that like I came in or had a migraine or um, I just had this physical pain or maybe tightness in my shoulders and I leave feeling um, a lot looser. I always leave feeling like my mood, like I can feel my mood different. Um, I feel like when I leave, I'm in like a commercial because my joy is like, I don't know, it's weird. <laughs> or like um, a music video, if you will. Like I put music on and I'm just like, I'm going to call my grandma and say hi and I'm going to call my friends and I just want, I feel this joy of uh, when I leave after like a workout. Um, I also notice that my, pro my productivity is different. I go home and I'm like ready to mop the whole kitchen. <laughs> it's crazy. Like it's just, it, it just, it, it's, I guess in short, all things positive for me um, are, are like results from working out um, beyond just like weight loss or um, for me, it's very much mood and my mindset that are really, really impacted by uh, my experience here in the gym. Yeah, for sure. I think like right after you finish a workout, you get that sense of accomplishment and you get all those neurotransmitters like flooding uh, your system. And so you feel great at the, you know. And part of it is also like, oh, I'm glad this is over and I made it through. <laughs> but, That's so but true. For sure. There is a sense of like, oh, hey, okay, thank God it's over. Yeah. That's but I did it. And I did but it. But I did it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Got the workout in. Yeah, that's where we say like we can do hard things, we yes. can do tough things. If I could do that, I can yeah. do. I can call my, Anything. you know, person that you said right now. Yeah. I can go mop the floor. Right. <laughs> I have that like emotional energy. I'm just kind of highlighting what I meant by that is like, kind of you know, contact with family or friends and all these relationships that we carry takes a lot of energy, mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't we don't have like we don't have it. And I find myself being more productive in my relationships as well as like home life, just like day-to-day -day things. I need to clean my house today. Um, there's no better start to me getting that done than like getting my workout in and then going, doing that going and doing that task. Yeah. Or I have the emotional capacity to sit with a friend who's going through something really tough. Almost like I filled myself up and now I have to give. Like now I have enough to, to lend out energy, um, time, whatever it is. Like I'm more patient or understanding. Um, whereas when I go into those situations, like I may not want to 
um, make that call or sit with that friend if I'm also not like in a, a space, right. right? Like I haven't taken care of myself yet. And I, the, one of the things that comes to my mind is like the parents who, or not even just parents, anybody working with another, like where your role is to care for another human and yes. everything, right? Your partner, uh, your children, your pets, whatever. Um, for, for Bono as a teacher, you know, he's providing this care more, in my opinion, care more than just being a teacher during this time as he has contact every day with, with, with young teens. Yeah. Right. And it's crazy because it's teens that I haven't met. You yeah. Know? I've never met these people. Wow. And, I didn't yeah. think about yeah. this. This new school year is like, you've never even met them in person. I've never met them in person. I, and it, they're not required to always have their, their video on, on the zoom call. So it's like, oh. yeah, I, it's, I'm I'm like literally staring at a blank screen so you're not <laughs> or a screen sure. of me. That's so interesting. Just, like side note, um, Sebastian's in kindergarten and they are required to keep the video on. So it's interesting. So for a high school student or at least LAUSD, mm -hmm. they don't have to have. Yeah. And, and so it's weird. an equity thing too, because it's like not all the kids are going to have the space that, uh, that, you know, every kid's going to have, gotcha. you know, to, and, and want to show off that space in, on video right. to others. Like, right. so it's, it's, I see like what, why it's good and why it's bad. Like there's, right. there's always two sides to it. Totally. Yeah. We saw that with Zoom. Um, um, there were many people, adults, you know, who were like, I'm, I don't feel comfortable sharing my, my space mm -hmm. on camera. Right. So, gosh, that's so crazy. Sorry, I know we got off on a side <laughs> no, note no, there, no. but it's very interesting. But it's like tackling all the daily tasks, right? Once you get your workout in, it's, it's, kind of, it's a small win. And it motivates you to keep on yeah. tackling other tasks that, that you know you were fearful to to yeah. you know to start at the, at the beginning of your day. But once your workout is in and, and you accomplish that and you were able to get it done, yeah, it gives you that boost, right? right. I think. It does, right? Um, one of the things that's coming up to me uh, is I mentioned to this, and I think we can tie this in with like trauma that I hope you can talk a little bit more on. And one of the things I think happens in our fitness spaces is this this thing called um, like toxic positivity. And I think it happens, it can happen quite a bit in fitness spaces where the overarching message is like, choose happiness, be happy. If you work out, you will be happy. And um, today's Monday, you should be on it, on your A game and get it done. And um, I, I you know, admitted to Irma just a few minutes ago, like falling trapped to that as well. Um, and I think there's a really important thing that I want to dive into is this awareness that um, about mental health in the fitness space and what, is, what it's like to come in enduring like some aspect of human suffering. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope that if you're listening that you, you gain the idea that like the coaches, the staff, and the community, um, that we're all on the same page with being aware like, what do people come in here caring? Because, um, I, I, like, I'm not a fan of that, like, leave your, leave your attitude at the door phrase or whatever. I, I'm not really, I get it. And then I, there's part of me that's like, no. Because I think wherever you go, there you are. You are who you are always. And I like to think that you leave better. But I also want to acknowledge the real pain and suffering that people are going through um, all the time, particularly right now. Um, and the acknowledgement that you come in here feeling maybe not always whole. And that we're not just saying, yes, you're gonna feel amazing and you leave happy and the world is wonderful because it's not true. Um, people come in here enduring real suffering uh, in the midst of a, you know, a depressive episode 
are there are one of the things I think that I really like want to acknowledge is like anxiety that there's so much anxiety opening the door and walking into a building where there's potentially 40 people at one time sometimes more than that in the coming and going pieces and you don't know them and you're about to put yourself um, in an uncomfortable situation uh, per perhaps social settings are uncomfortable for you so acknowledging the realness of all that or you've lived through some pretty serious trauma and what comes up for you in these spaces and how do we create spaces that are aware and operate in a way that see people for all of those things and I don't just see you as somebody wearing a Nike t-shirt and I know you wear red shorts and I know that you like doing um, clean and jerk like that's not what I want to see I want to I want you to know that I want to see we want to see all of you the wholeness of the person and how we can meet you where you're at and create a space for you. Right. I, and I love that you said that a hundred percent. I back you up on that because I guarantee you every member has been triggered by something in this environment, you know, and to leave a part of you outside of the door uh, doesn't allow for that space to tap into that while you're in a workout. Those core messages we have about ourselves, our narrative about our body, about ourselves, like who am I? What has my body been through? And how can this be part of that corrective experience? Yeah. So it's essential. Yeah. Um, I personally have been triggered here. There's mm -hmm. a certain lighting um, that reminds me of like a, a medical procedure I've had, but that's where I've been able to kind of correct some of that and give, give back that love to my body. Like even though you could not do that, you're very capable and here you are showing up for yourself and doing things that you never thought you would do. And I'm a street runner, so coming in here was very much like what you described. Like, I don't know what a barbell is. <laughs> Where do I even start? <laughs> that was it, and yeah, I, I carried through. <laughs> Can, Can I, I carry that on that? my run? Yeah. Yes, I, I haven't tried running with it, but maybe. <laughs> you can make that part of yeah. a burn workout. <laughs> That's good. But, yeah. yeah. Um, Have you noticed? Absolutely. Um, I love that you shared that. I know that that's like a, a very intimate thing. And I think those are the things, the messages that we want people to know um, is that there are things that trigger us in these settings. Um, experiences, our, our own stuff comes back up. For me, um, I, I went through um, a separation that eventually led to divorce um, while I was here. So while I was working, and so last week, one of the members said, you know, um, because you were in this public role during the time that this event was happening um, and, your, you know, your partner was here, you kind of, without even like a choice, had to publicly go through the parts of the separation, the divorce, in a very public way, um, which I kind of ended up really just embracing. I kind of had to be like, well, there are, at the time, there was like 300 people in the gym. Uh, the community was about 300 people, so I thought, okay, well, I'm about to kind of, I, I know that sound, I mean, not all 300 people were aware, but there was a, a good amount of people that knew what was going on um, in, my, in my personal life, which, had I not been in this role, that would have been very different. That would have not right, been the case. I would have gone through it intimately with my close friends and family, which um, gave me this, you know, very unique experience, if you will. And I, I, I want to highlight that it was a positive experience and going back to what you said about community and not feeling alone. So I came into the space um, while I was you know, married, things were good. And then I endured these changes throughout that relationship that deeply impacted my mental health. 
um, in a very profound way. I, I was, you know, at one of my all-time lows of my life and coming into this space. And what I've taken from it was that it actually was a, a gift. That, that public space that I thought was gonna be terrifying and kind of embarrassing, I, I was ashamed, um, ended up being the very thing that cultivated um, and wrapped around me this like blanket of love, acceptance, and healing. Um, and when you talk about triggers, um, this was a space I had shared with another person. And now that person was absent. And um, the newness of navigating that, and also having workouts when I was in that really tough time where I'd just like fall to my knees and be like breathing like shallow and heavy and hard and crying and, and um, like, I don't know, I just, I don't know any other space where I could have had that experience. Um, so it's represented some tough times for me, but also and ultimately healing. Um, and I'm not the only person who's gone through tough things in the gym and who's found that blanket of community and, um, you know, restoring hope and the workouts and people simultaneously existing is what like healed me. I was healing with community. Right. It's those protective factors that we talked about, right? You had your social support be a big one, your physical exercise here, that blanket that you talk about, you knew that, that, that would still be here for you. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, very, very powerful. Yeah, and, and then that experience you talked about, like that, that trouble breathing or that change in, that you notice in your heart rate or whatever that was. We're, we're talking about the sympathetic nervous system earlier. Um, the sympathetic nervous system functions like a gas pedal in a car, right? That's what gets you going, that burst of energy, which that happens at the start of a lot and throughout it. Um, the parasynthetic nervous system acts like a brake. So what it does, it promotes that calmness in the body after that perceived threat is absent, right? So when you talk about your personal experiences and triggers, it's what is it that you perceive is about to happen? And how can you allow your body to give you the energy, the adrenaline that you need to get through it? And after you feel safe again, that's when your body returns back to its normal state. I love that. That's what we go through in a workout. That's what we go through in life. And especially right now, there's, that's everywhere, yeah. right? Who isn't at a loss? Who isn't grieving right. something? Who isn't stressed about the future of their family, their job, their health? You know, there's so much that's going on, um, which then, again, exercise. Let's, let's control what we can control because we can't control the world. Yeah. We can't control what's happening. Yeah. One of my favorite cues to give, um, most of my favorite cues, and cues are just quick um, verbal like statements that you can give to a person working out, right? And across a workout, we call them cues. And typically, these cues are technical, and so they're corrective. Um, they're guiding you know, the body to move in a certain way. But one of my favorite cues is to uh, remind people that they're in control of their body. And I'll say, you're in control of your body. Like, just a reminder. Um, and I, I think that like empowers someone to like own their body. I, I am in control of my body. And again, focusing on like, I can control this. These are the factors I can control. I may not be able to control that, um, you know, the music in the class or that the person next to me is moving faster and it's making me feel a little bit insecure or the weather, it's hot, the air quality, but I can control at least my body in that, in that experience. Um, rep to rep, I'm in control. 
I, I, this is really hard, but I'm in control. This is difficult, but I'm in control. Um, I also like what you said about the unknown. I wanted Bono maybe to talk about this. He's, he's has a very competitive spirit. And I think, um, it's a good contrast. I'm not nearly as competitive as he is, um, on the gym floor. Um, and I think his, his competitive spirit is, has been what's pushed him, propelled him so far in his own journey. Um, but that feeling of not knowing what's going to happen, like before a workout and how do you, how does, how do you feel? Like, Workout's gonna happen. You're in a packed gym, and clock's gonna. Well, get that's ha- that hasn't happened in a while, right? But, right. Yeah, <laughs> right. but uh, yeah, I, I guess I would agree that I am competitive, and I know now what I do is um, if I, I check out the workout that you guys are doing here at the box, and I, I do it at home, and and I'll see like the times or like <laughs> the weights <laughs> that people have started picking up and stuff, and so like I I, I do prepare myself mentally, and um, uh, I think what I do is 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 actually take take a moment to breathe and and come up with a plan. Like, how am I gonna break this set of of clean and jerks like you were talking about, right? How am I gonna uh, attack this workout in a more, uh, in a smarter way? So that I'm not dying at the end or, you know, and even if I don't reach this goal that I had, like I at least am working in a smarter way so that um, I, I can get as much work in as my body can, allow me to do right um and i heard you talking about like the fi- uh, the fight or flight response right that's something that you can really can't control but uh then you have your body kick in and you can there's there's all these methods that you can do like maybe go take a walk a, a cool down walk to bring back that state of homeostasis like that like okay i need to bring down my heart rate it's you know this this is over and you know, I did my best that I could do. I had a plan. Um, I tackled it. I, I got it done. And now it's time to kind of like, you know, wind it back down. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I, I think for me, um, yeah, I am competitive. But at the same time, I, I try to look at the task that's at hand and, and try to like logically break it down and, and go at it with some sort of plan. Yeah. I think so. And I think that takes away a little bit of the stress. Like, okay, well even if this person is, is 20 reps ahead of me, like I'm gonna keep doing what I'm gonna do, you know? Like yeah. this, is, this is my plan and I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah. And I think that takes a little bit of the stress away from, from the whole process. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that, like just having a plan just in life. I think that the workouts always mirror life. Yes. Right? Like their life. Like I didn't hesitate. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's like we create these like almost like mock experiences or like you get this chance to show up for yourself like and and I always I think like what we're doing in here 100% translates to our individual lives outside of the gym um and and I think we can learn things in here on how to combat those things or handle those things or address those things or the approach Mm -hmm. when you talk about planning like having a plan how will I attack this thing same thing is like okay I'm having this, this issue outside in life. How, what is my plan? How will I attack it? And when other people around me are doing something different, how do I stick to the course? Or how do I stay focused on what I'm working on? Um, and I think it, it just all mirrors and is, is very much um, intertwined like with real, just life. Like right. life in the gym, life outside the gym. Right. And, and you, we talked about it earlier too. We, we did a lot of talking before this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exercise demands you be present. Right. When you see me fall off 
the order of the workout when you see me running when I'm supposed to be it's I probably thought of work I probably thought of somebody texting me or calling me and it just took me away and so exercise demands that you be present in that moment to follow the workout what reps am I on like how much time is left where am I in this workout and do I need a break do I need water do I need a cool down like you know Um, Bono mentioned so we want to be mindful of our thoughts in the workout too because they they will distract you so it's something that you have to kind of come in here prepared for like I can't think of you know sometimes I want to take off this Nike watch because I get all my messages from work like let me just totally rip it off I've been doing that but like out because my watch is like I've associated with work right so here so I've it's funny that you say that because you're here for your time and then I take off my watch like if I'm gonna have dinner with family I've like done this new thing or since I've only had the watch a couple months but when I'm gonna have dinner with family um our, our friends are um, where I know that I need to be present and I can give the quality, like quality time back to these individuals. I've left it home. I, I went um, on vacation a few, two weeks ago and I just, I left it at home. Um, and it was, it's pretty liberating. So it's awesome. I love that. Like these are little things that we can do. Like I am in control of this. I can remove the watch. I'm not distracted as much, but I, I also want to go back to just that freedom in, um, in workouts one of the most freeing feelings is like being so into a workout. Um, it's almost like the world kind of doesn't, I can't think of another experience that's like, like that, um, that, you know, the world's not really existing almost. Like I'm, I can be free, I can put down stuff. I also tell people that too, like this is your hour, this is your time. So if you're in here and you're worried about the laundry, you're kind of taking away from yourself. Like, or if you're like, I'm here, but I'm not really participating because I actually, I want to think about something else. I mean, that's a choice. You get the choice to do that or not. But I think when you choose to be present, um, uh, I used like the other day, be where your feet are, look down at your shoes. You're in the gym. And that awareness of like my surroundings, I'm here. Also for people who live in very stressful environments, like I also want to remind you, like you're not there and now you're here. So right. let's be here which kind of takes me, I wanted you to touch on trauma. Yeah, so trauma, I mean, we can spend a whole day on trauma, but you know, just, I recently did an EMDR training where we learned how we store information. Like if you if you take yourself back through life, your childhood, adolescent, adult years, you have these almost like PDF files of uh, when you were one, two, three, four, or when you were in a certain space, in a certain home, Um, you have these stored memories that then store information, not just the memory, but vivid details of that experience and your body will respond. If I have you think of the last time you got bad news and I let you sit on it, you're gonna start to show it behaviorally. Your face might change, your tears might come out, your body gestures, you know, everything is different because that information is stored too. So when we think of people who have you know, gone through very, you know, serious trauma, they tend to feel unsafe in their body, you know? So it's, it's like a relearning experience when you exercise because you're giving back to your body that you can control things, you are safe, you are not alone. When you look around and people are cheering for you or someone's ready to embrace you, you know, those are things that you want to consider as um, 
the opposite of what you would do were you were you holding on to that memory because we want to push away from good things right mm -hmm. because we carry these core beliefs that whatever the experience was i'm bad mm -hmm. or uh, i have shame mm -hmm. you know i did a bad thing or you know something to that yeah. effect so it ties into all of that and um even thinking of how to i guess give yourself that self-compassion too right yeah self-love all those self you know things that we give um so i don't know if yeah. that makes no i love i love the idea of like that exercise is a form of like self-love right and self-respect also i feel like it's like love and respect for myself my body my time mm -hmm. um and your mental health and your mental health yeah yeah absolutely um i love that our gym is a community where we're thinking about these things um you know CrossFit Whittier, um, I think, is well on its way to kind of paving paving a path for other people in the fitness community um, to set down or abandon this, like, image that we've... Um, I was talking to Crystal yesterday about this, like, the, the 80s image of fitness, the 90s image of fitness, right, early 2000s, and, like, where are we now, and where, where, where do we want to go um, with the fitness industry um, and I think we're a part of the fitness industry, but I, I also feel like we're a part of the mental health industry. Like we are very much, I'd love to see a time where, um, and I talked about this a couple of weeks back with Bono, just the accessibility to fitness and right, that, yeah. yeah, that, you know, that the gym space or quality gym spaces would be made more available to more people. Um, Eric Phillips and I talked the other day is one of our, our coach, newer coach, newest coaches, about this access to the people that need the gym the most and not being able to get here. Um, so I'd love to see, you know, more conversation on that and recognition maybe from, I want to say healthcare, but I know that's, <laughs> that's silly. Um, but like, you know, just that, that as much as it's important to meet with your therapist um, and maybe, you, you know, do you agree on that? Like, as much as it is equally important for you to visit the therapist or, you know, to navigate some of these life challenges, life changes, um, as it is to be um, active and move your body. Right. Like they have to almost like coexist. Like if you're, like you said, you follow the food pyramid, but you don't move. Do you, right. do you have wellness? Right. Right. Like you're like, okay, I eat well. Um, and I go to bed every night on time but I'm not really into moving my body. Right. So you're missing yeah. a very crucial part. Yeah, there's no, you don't have all the parts of the puzzle, right? Yeah. You have one or two parts of the puzzle, but you need, you need everything for, for a good, healthy kind of right. body. Yeah. I would say body, right? Because it includes your for physical, sure. your mental, everything. For yeah. sure. I'm getting a memory of a warm-up we did with uh, Coach Siggy. Mm -hmm. He uh, was chatting with us about something he was reading I don't remember every single word, but he said something like, if we, are, if we could only match with the same intensity, everything that's important to us. So you wow. can't just come into the gym every day, but then not consider your mental health, not consider um, your environment socially, um, not consider your diet, you, you know, know that nutrition. All yeah. of that is so important that we, if we meet it with that same intensity, right. we're going to be in a much better shape. Yeah, which is like opt optimal living, which is hard to, to right. um, attain. But yeah, I, I think that's the idea of optimal living is that I'm taking care of all of those things. 
um, and prioritizing the self. And I say that message to people who, again, are caregivers in any capacity, professionally or personally, that we, we recognize, and, and this has been one of probably my hu biggest challenges um, the past year, is taking care of myself um, really, really well and recognizing that that is not selfish. Um, it's selfless because I'm able to give and be my, a better version of myself. And um, so many of us are in caregiving roles and we don't even realize it. We think, well, I'm, maybe I'm not a parent. Okay, so I'm not a caregiver. That's not true. I'm providing care to a partner, to a professional spaces, to friends. Um, but prioritizing self-care, and I say that to the people who maybe yet to get started or who've fallen off track with um, any of these categories um, that they realize and recognize from someone who you know, struggles with that is self-care has to come um, first as a priority or we're really not in a position to be our best for the people around us and for ourselves. You know? um, I also just wanted to highlight just the effects just before we wrap up. If, uh, if you're feeling depressed or you have anxiety and maybe how do you navigate this space or how do you believe that this is a space that can provide healing for you? I don't know if either of you have any thoughts on that, whether your own experiences or maybe um, another person that you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, I think it goes back to that thought you have, that narrative you have of yourself, uh, depending what everyone is going through in their lives and the roles they have, um, like you said, you, you might be carrying the burden of someone else or carrying the weight of caring for someone else. Um, if you're a parent, if you're, I don't know, like you, we can even sit here and talk about cultural aspects too, being the oldest, uh, right. you know, of the siblings right. in, in a right, yeah. Mexican family, right. like Latino culture, like I can, I can identify with that is I'm always worried about everybody. Yeah. So that self-care is so important. When I come in here, this is my my hour this is my time for me to give to me yeah. um so being able to incorporate all of that and even thinking of like cultural aspects like women you know mujeres don't go to lift weights you know <laughs> what are you doing right so you have to consider what messages right. people are coming in and how oh, to fight so through that in a workout that's and that's like whole topic yes yeah. right because then you'll get bulky right that's what everybody right says. yeah <laughs> too big right yes yeah. you don't want to look like that oh you know gosh. That's, that's a great we have to have another topic on just that alone yes because our, our community you know our community is you know predominantly latinx and what are the narratives we've had since birth and how do we find ourselves here and then passing that on to you know our, our the, the next generations that they would embrace you know the, right. the physical elements of fitness and mental health and yeah yeah for sure um is there any uh summarizing points that you guys want to talk about um to wrap it up no i um. think um Gosh, we talked about a lot. We did just, talk about a lot. Yeah, yeah, just consider, you know, that exercise is a big part of those protective factors. And, you know, now I'm going to use that Siggy thing again. Where yeah. <laughs> match everything with that intensity and you're going to feel great. You're going to yeah. feel great um, overall, yeah. you know, mental health and physical health. Um, one of the last pieces I just wanted to mention is like the inner child that mm. we coexist with. Mm. Is just sometimes for people coming in here is like their time to play their yeah. break you know mm -hmm. i'm here to this is my adult recess yes so i don't know if 
I love that. No, we need to hear that. And That's I think exactly as, what as it coaches, feels we need that. like when you come in here. Yeah. Like adult recess. The jungle recess. gym. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. I love that, Irma. I'm going to take yeah. that back. Um, and I want to definitely dive into that more just with staff and our community. Yeah, we want this space to be fun, safe, inclusive, playful, energizing, motivating, and also real when we talk about these things. So thank you. I, I truly appreciate you being our guest today. Definitely. And, uh, thank you for coming and sharing yeah, all that knowledge I, with us. Yeah. Sure. I'd love to hear you, the listener, what you thought about this episode. Um, send us a message on social media or an email. Call me, text me. Um, we'd love to hear reach more. Out. Yeah, reach out. Reach Let, out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cool. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to subscribe. This podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher and make sure to follow CrossFit Whittier on Instagram at CrossFit Whittier. Thank you guys. And until next time, remember effort, empower, evolve.